from last night's game, this is Sports Curious, a weekly show that empowers you to join the conversation by sharing the latest topics in sports. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm your host, Amy Butcher on Siegfried, and this week we are talking about five things you didn't know about being an NFL cheerleader. Now, after you listen to this podcast, you'll probably say, hey, uh, that job's not all it's cracked up to be, and you're probably right. But like the rest of us, uh, we still go up and we still show up for work. Unlike most of our jobs, this one is all limelight and lawsuits. So with that, let's get started. Let's be honest, if you become an NFL cheerleader, you are not doing it for the money. On average, they make under $10 an hour with practices, appearances, and games. They also put in 30 to 40 hour weeks during the season. For the most part, the cheerleaders are not reimbursed for the money spent maintaining their defined team appearances. Think of hair color, uniforms, makeup, etc. Cheerleaders are often required to have another full-time job or be a full-time student. And yes, being a mother does count as a full-time job in this case. There have been a multitude of lawsuits against teams over their pay, and some teams have settled, but in the case of the Buffalo Bills, they've completely disbanded their cheer squad altogether. The NFL's most famous pom-pom-wielding gals, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, have a vigorous application process that includes a written test with questions like, name a member of Trump's cabinet, or how many yards are assessed for a personal foul penalty. I read an article doing research for this podcast, and a couple years ago, the Dallas Cowboys players failed the same test that the cheerleaders were passing. The cheerleaders are required to maintain a certain look with fear they can be benched without pay if any facet of the contract is violated. So that's going back to hair color, uniform, etc. Some of the team's cheer coaches conduct jiggle tests to assess the firmness of cheerleaders' bodies during the season, and if they don't pass the test, they're benched. Others have a height and weight ratio requirement with the intention of making sure the cheerleaders do not become too skinny. There are six NFL teams without cheerleaders, the Chicago Bears, Buffalo Bills, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cleveland Browns, and Green Bay Packers. One documentary that you'll see making the rounds at the film festivals this year is A Woman's Work, The NFL's Cheerleader Problem. The film follows the league's general insensitivity toward women and the lawsuits over low pay, film credits the NFL's greed. It even covers some of the inner workings of the sport, such as cheerleader handbooks that quote-unquote patronizingly mansplain how to use cutlery and tampons. It's not streaming yet, but it can be seen on the film festival rotation. I plan on watching it with popcorn as long as there's no jiggle test afterwards. Well, that's it for this week. Short, sweet, and to the point, as we always promise you, and you now realize that moving and shaking does not bring home the bacon. We hope this gives you a little nugget of conversation to bring up in your next networking event or maybe salary negotiations. If you enjoy the free content you receive, please head on over to wherever you receive your podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any great information that's coming down the pipeline on our weekly podcast. Our topics are inspired every week by you, our listeners. So if you have something you want to hear about, send me a note at amy at lastnightsgame.com. As always, the transcripts and everything we talk about on this podcast are on our website at lastnightsgame.com. And last but not least, don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we have fantastic daily conversation starters to get your day off on the right foot. Thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you here next week for another episode of Sports Curious. Sports Curious.